0: welcome to leading with a brave heart a podcast that helps professional women build the confidence to lead with their hearts to lead with confidence and compassion i'm michelle johns and my mission is to help you find yourself and stop fixing yourself i'm so happy that you're here now onto the show Welcome to this week's episode where I'm going to share 12 essentials to leadership. These are my steps to become a confident leader. You can take something from this episode by focusing on just one of them, the one that resonates most with you today. Then you can listen to this episode once you've focused on that and want to come back and focus on something else so you could save this one for later. If you're just starting out in your first leadership role, you can note down all 12 and make sure you include them in your development plan for the next 12 months or some of them. So let's get started. Number one is to understand your career goals or your purpose or your intent. Perhaps you already know where you want to go. You have your sights set on a particular role in the future. Then tick. If not, Then to get started, ask yourself the questions from other episodes that I've put out there. Season two, episode 28. At the end of 2022, I walked you through my dreams and goals method. You can go back and listen. Essentially, you want to ask yourself some questions to uncover your purpose or what you are called for in this life. What do you love doing? So what are the things that you lose time doing or you get energized by? Secondly, what are you good at? So these are the things that you may take for granted. So you want to check in on this. Some ways to uncover this is to ask, what is it that others come to you and ask advice on? This could be something you were really good at a long time ago at school. And then ask yourself, what change do you want to see in the world? And this can help you with finding your purpose. You may be more like a person who wants to have an intent in your life how you're going to show up and be in the world and that could be your step one you may want to give compassion to everyone who passes you you may want to um, help with a particular cause and you want to be intentional about that whatever that means for you Now, step two is to master the art of self-reflection. This is integral to your success as a leader, to be consciously aware of yourself and what you are learning about yourself each day. Now, you can use some tools to gain initial insights. Um, So there's a lot of assessments out there you can do. You may have come across some at work, but the power comes from you paying attention to yourself. There's an episode on different ways to do this season two episode four, the art of self reflection. I encourage people I'm working with to bring in a practice at the end of the day to reflect on the day, all of the positive things you've done or learned about yourself. If you haven't practiced before, this could be once a week at the end of your work week or on a Sunday night, if you already have a Sunday routine and then increase the frequency from there. The aim is to become more conscious in the moment that you may not need the intentional practice. Some people include it as part of an ongoing journaling practice. Step three, this is taking the step, the uncomfortable step of um, doing the thing. So, Doing the hard things for the first time, whether it's the presentation, the first team meeting or the first feedback conversation, learning that it is no point waiting to become confident, but to build confidence, you need to have the courage to take the first step. And each time you tackle a new uncomfortable thing or a challenge, you will find it easier. So that's step three. Step four is to build a network. The important part of this network is to gain a sponsor, someone who will not only be a mentor or perhaps um, they don't even play the mentor role, but there's someone who will promote you on your behalf. Now, this often happens organically through the person noticing your potential, your capabilities, and your leadership. So to do this, I recommend you network, network, and network some more. (laughs) A way to focus this is to build your own personal board of mentors. What you do here is you look at your skill gaps or the future positions you want to get into and then create a a list of all the skill gaps that you have, the types of roles you want to get into and then find people to sit in each of those seats and advise you throughout your career. You might add people, take people out and you um, may start with one or two, but you might fill that up. For example, you may want to get into a leadership role. You'll be looking after finances. So someone on that board needs to be able to help you with um, using Excel or understanding financials if you aren't skilled in that. You may want someone who's in that role that you really want in the future, someone who's in the next role that can help you with that first step. So think about what you need. One might be a really good presenter and you know you're going to have to present when you get up into those executive roles. And so you have someone who will help you with that. So mentors are people who have done those things before. So that's where you want to address each of those areas. Now, I have an episode on that too called Why You Need a Mentor in Season 1, Episode 6, if you want to go back and listen to more on that. Step 5 is simply to be intentional about your personal brand. If you don't focus on your brand, you will have one anyway. So if you don't focus on the image that you have in the workplace, um. It will happen organically around you by perceptions, by other people talking about you. So I know it's uncomfortable to talk about yourself, but you can create your personal brand through action, consistency, um, showing up and all of those things. So I have a few episodes on this. Um, One that I recommend is season two, episode seven, Career Storytelling. I also have some tools on this so if you want to dm me about the personal brand i can give you some tools as well now even in my last episode on creating a bio this can help you with creating that personal pitch as well step six is to start to make time for the things that are important but not urgent like your leadership development one-on-one conversations with your team planning sessions with your team, planning sessions with yourself, creating a vision for the future to take people and motivate them and take on that organisational action plan that's come your way. There's always something happening in the organisation. How can you contribute to that? How can you make it easier for your team? And then the things to build resilience or to take care of your well being They're all important, but they never hit the urgency sort of um, radar, if you like. We have so many urgent things to do. We don't always allocate enough time to those non-urgent things that are important. And we often spend time on urgent things that are not important instead because we don't have time to work out whether they're important or not. They're just urgent. So things like going to last minute meetings that you're not playing a role in or reading emails from your reactive boss. Step seven, it's about being aware And knowing what it takes to build executive presence. Now, executive presence is how you act, how you speak, how you look in terms of how you come across, how you're perceived, how you um, show up with confidence, perhaps um, wearing or looking the way that makes you feel comfortable, all of those things. Executive presence is about being compelling, being credible, and also being concise with how you communicate potentially. Now, how do you get it? Well, because executive presence is about your ability to inspire confidence, perhaps inspiring confidence in your subordinates that you're, or your your team, that you're the leader they want to follow, inspiring confidence amongst peers that you're capable and reliable to be part of the team, and also, importantly, inspiring confidence among senior leaders that you have the potential for great achievements and promotional opportunities. Leadership and developing your executive presence um, specifically is a journey of personal transformation. So the assumption that you're born with it, let go of that. Don't think, oh, I don't have it, so I'm never going to get it. That's not how it works. The personal transformation is what creates the executive presence. So this is about being self-aware. So this is back at self-reflection. So we've taken that step already. Knowing who you are, personal branding, the kind of leader you are today, the leadership styles that you may prefer to be, be and then the, looking at the kind of leader you want to be and making intentional steps towards becoming the leader you want to be. So think of executive presence or the outcome is a bonus of doing the work. So don't get so overwhelmed with it. It's a result of doing all the other steps here. So I've brought it into your awareness at step seven um, so that you can start thinking about that. Step eight is to be able to grow the team that you have through meaningful feedback. So growing the team in terms of outputs, what they deliver, how they work together. So... I have a little formula I call the art of giving feedback, and I'll go through them here for you. So this is about um, being able to give that meaningful feedback, and I use this little formula to check in whether it's purposeful, whether it's regular, whether you do it immediately, whether you do it with compassion, and that you've set the expectations that feedback is important in your team and for the team to grow. So I'll go through them. Purpose, have a purpose for your feedback, check in, it's to better the person in some way, or maybe it's to help the team perform better if they're having an impact on the team performance. Regular is providing regular feedback, so it becomes part of the norm. When you do provide some, I guess, constructive feedback or helpful feedback, that you are also providing that positive feedback as well or encouraging feedback. So it's about getting that balance, but being regular with it. Immediate, where possible, provide feedback immediately or as close to an event as possible if something happened and you need to provide feedback on that particular event. Don't leave it to your one-on-one next week or next month. Pull the person aside or ask to speak with them as close to that event as possible. Compassion, approach situations with compassion for instance sometimes a team member may be facing a difficult time outside of work and they just have an outburst or they're under stress we know that we respond to stress in a um, unconscious way so approach with a compassion in mind and start by asking questions first most people know when they've behaved in a way that's not appropriate or their performance isn't Um, up to scratch or it's a bit underwhelming so ask first before speaking this could also mean that you don't need to say it they actually say it for you expectations set the expectations up front that feedback is part of the way the team improves also by running your one-on-one meetings you are now setting the expectation through providing the feedback And let them know the reason you do it, because you care about the team member and their career. So just ask yourself, did I set expectations up front uh, when I'm giving this feedback as well? That's quite useful for this step is to think, did I set the expectations? Or am I giving feedback on something that, that I didn't even ask for or make clear? Okay, so step nine, adapt and flex to what your team need from you. So now this is where you start to think, I know who I am. I know what kind of leader I want to be, but what do my team need from me? Because all leaders have a preferred style, but an important thing in a in managing a team at work is to know what they need from you. So you can ask yourself a couple of questions about each of your team members for this. How willing is your team or how motivated is your team member to do what they need to do, and how capable is your team member able to do what they need to do? And this might vary from different situation, but as a general sort of overview to give you enough here, you will understand that if there's a um, team member who has low capability but high motivation, they may be just inexperienced and brand new, but they're eager to learn and they're confident about learning. So they just need some direction from you to how to do things the second team member may be um, low in motivation and low in capability this team member may have no experience they might be frustrated or overwhelmed so they'll need some direction from you but they'll also need encouraging and energy to help them uh, get through those tasks then you'll have the team member that has high capability but low motivation this team member is likely to be experienced and skillful. Maybe they lack confidence, or maybe they've um, they've been in the organization for a long time and they've kind of over it. So don't, they don't need direction; they just need that encouragement, that energy from you um, to motivate them and to give them, you know, feedback and um, reward and recognition and so on. Then you have the team member who has high capability and high motivation the team member is experienced and they're always producing quality work they're very confident self-assured self-reliant and maybe they even inspire other team members around them so they don't need much from you but you need to make sure they have the resources so they don't get frustrated or lose the motivation and to unblock any roadblocks that they call out to you it could be um, speaking to people from another team or getting approval for, from your manager for something. So this is the very simple way to explain it. It's more complex. So if you want more on this, go to season two, episode 31, how to get your team to perform for more details. Step 10, let go of control. To lead a team of people, you need to learn to empower others, to let go of control and any defensiveness you have about what they know and you don't know. So it's one of the hardest things to do as a leader, um, introducing this empowerment into your team. So how can you do it? A few little things here. Get comfortable with not knowing all the answers, that your team will be more confident with some things than you, and then create those empowerment expectations with your team. So if, it's, if they want to be empowered, then let them know what comes with that. It's all about accountability. And if you need them to become more accountable because you need to delegate tasks and so on, support them initially by using some coaching techniques and um, you know having that two-way conversation. But more, most importantly, empower, empowerment, it starts with you being comfortable with letting go and to be accountable to your leaders for the decisions and the things that your team does. So things that you can't always control. They might decide to do something different to you or they may do it a different way and you need to be able to be comfortable with that and have their back if you like. So step 11 is about leadership resilience. So knowing what it is to be resilient so that you can be intentional with it, knowing it's about energy and mindset. So energy, physical energy, including your physical body, what you put in it, how you move it, whether you get enough sleep or restful sleep, energy being your connections with other humans. We all know that we're all connected in some way and that humans were meant to be around other humans. So getting that support from others when you need it. And then mindset. There's three elements here. Flexibility, being able to adapt and flex to the changes that happen around you. Um, Being more optimistic than pessimistic, if you like. I think of Carol Dweck's growth mindset, where you see the opportunities in things rather than the negative or seeing setbacks as failures. The next mindset is purpose, having a future focus. We talked about that in step one, having that look to the future, not ruminating so much on the past having goals or a purpose, feeling in control of your future and not that someone else is controlling it. The next mindset is inner drive, that sense of self-belief that you believe in yourself, you have the confidence, you can um, motivate yourself on your own, even when there's pressure outside of your control. And this means that these two are quite interrelated, energy and mindset, because it's hard to do that when you're physically, when your energy is low. So do a check-in: Are you getting enough energy at the moment? And where is your mindset? Now these are often interrelated, as I mentioned. So it is um, at this point, step eleven, where you will take intentional actions to work on your energy and mindset hand in hand. And step twelve making mistakes. We all talked about in, well, we all, I talked about in step 11, the growth mindset, seeing setbacks as opportunities. So step 12 is about getting that balance between learning from mistakes and avoiding them. Because there's already information out there that you can learn from before making the mistakes yourself. So take that in, learn from mentors and things you see around you. You can learn from the worst boss you ever had, all the bosses um, before you, like the things that they did that you don't want to do. Note down things that you said you would never do and find strategies to avoid making those mistakes. And also, I've outlined five mistakes leaders make and how to avoid them in season two, episode 15. So you can take a listen and learn more. Yeah, or learn from my mistakes if you like. Um, So it's getting that balance between then also knowing that you will always make mistakes. So step 12 is about making mistakes, knowing you will make mistakes all throughout your leadership career and to get comfortable with learning from them as well as the avoiding. So that's step 12. So there we have it, the, the 12 steps. And let me just recap one by one. One, be intentional about your purpose or your intent um, and perhaps making that plan. Step two, master the art of self-reflection. Step three, discover the confidence cure. Step four, build a network. Step five, be intentional with your personal brand. Step six, make time for the things that are important, but not urgent. Step seven, become aware of executive presence and what it means and how you will get that one day. Step eight, Give meaningful feedback step nine adapt and flex to what your team need from you step 10 learn how to empower your team and let go of control step 11 build your leadership resilience and step 12 find the balance between learning from mistakes and avoiding them hopefully this episode has helped you to start find your start to find your leadership confidence or build out your leadership development plan for ha- perhaps And if you want some homework, I pointed out some episodes to go back and listen to. Season 2, Episode 4, The Art of Self Reflection. Why You Need a Mentor is in Season 1, Episode 6. Season 2, Episode 7 is Career Storytelling to help you with your personal brand. Season 2, Episode 31, How to Get Your Team to Perform is about understanding your team members. And finally, The five mistakes leaders make and how to avoid them is in season two, episode 15. That's a lot. Remember, you just need to focus on one or a few or build out your plan for the year and and look what um, what you think resonates with you or you find that you potentially something new here that you could add in. Have an awesome week and I will see you next time.